there is no business without people. And there is, you, you know, no successful business if you don't have the right people. And talent acquisition makes sure we have the right people on board so we can deliver to our customers. Welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind Machines and the Gradient Descent. Thanks for tuning in to our geeky podcast to discuss the fascinating field of AI and machine learning, corporate craziness, passion for technology and the role of humans in it. We are Uli and Avery, your hosts for this episode. And today we are very excited to have none other than Andrea Mavat. Head of HR Talent Acquisition at Siemens in Germany. As a passionate leader, she unites people, purpose and talents in corporate organizations by launching, relaunching and reorienting successful careers. In other words, she wants to make a difference in the talent acquisition world so people can grow to the next level. That sounds like an exciting mission. So let's get more of that and jump right into this episode. Andrea, it's such a pleasure to have you in the show. How are you and where do we catch you today? Thank you so much, Avaria. Um, I'm fine. I'm actually in Berlin, in rainy Berlin today in my home office where I have been more or less over the last two years during the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, but I'm fine. Looking forward to the session. Berlin, Berlin, what have I Leap or something like that, <laughs> right? So it's an awesome, awesome city, actually, right? Surely my, my favorite city in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's make a small and smooth beginning, Andrea, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so what is talent? What is for you a talent? What, you know, materializes or characterizes for you the important aspects, you know, that a talent is and needs, maybe? Yeah, Uli, I think, to be honest, that sounds like a super trivial question, but it's actually a quite a difficult one. And oh, um, one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way I see talents is actually everyone is a talent who has a certain skill and that makes everyone a talent. So everyone is unique and everyone has strengths and certain skills. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I think everyone is a talent. Mm -hmm. If you look at capabilities or uh, skills that we look in, in Siemens, especially now in these days, then I think topics like resilience become more and more important. And I think we all feel it during the pandemic as well, how important that is. Mm -hmm. um, another topic is adaptability. Mm -hmm. Adaptability to constant change, um, like Again, the pandemic, but I think a lot more than that as well. I mean, markets are changing. The company is changing. Everything's changing around us. So how do we actually adapt and keep pace also as individuals? So I think this, this is a capability that becomes more and more uh, important, definitely. Communication, um, yeah, many, many of, I could go on now, but these are, are some of them. Awesome. That's a bit of, you know, all the soft skills, right? These are merging. Yes. I, I love the, 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 the quote of, of Jeff Bezos, who says, like, don't celebrate your talent that was given to you by birth, but celebrate your decisions that you take in life. Because That's these demands a bit of, you know, bold, um, you know, aspirations. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you need to build on the skills that you inherit, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. 
I worked for Siemens in Switzerland once in Zug and I came across an interview there in the NZZ in the Neue Zürcher Zeitung. And it was uh, back in the days with Joe Kieser. And in that article, he said that when he was young, he had to apply for a company and then he was happy if he got chosen. And today in, in the times where the war of talents is ongoing, Joe pointed out that companies really have to apply for the top talents. Have you made the same experience? Every, absolutely. I mean, I have been doing talent acquisition now over the last 20 years in, in, in various functions, geographies, etc. And when I remember back the beginnings, um, I mean, work life was completely different. So I remember times when we had actually paper CVs piled up on our desks. And during that time, there were any library bookshelves full of, you know, books with advice for candidates on how to apply, what color needs the folder to be best. So it, you know, catches the attraction of a recruiter and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Siemens Petroleum, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, good idea. But I mean, the situation has completely flipped around, completely flipped around. Yeah. So today the market is absolutely hot. Mm. Companies are competing for talents massively. We all try to get the attention, especially of candidates with very rare skills. And um, yeah, and to be honest, some of those are already trying to disappear from social media channels because they get annoyed to get approached by so many companies during the day. So I think that's a very interesting development. And so, but what you say, I can absolutely relate to that. But Andrea, what now qualifies Siemens to be the perfect place for talent? Well, that would be PR now. Come on, bring it, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't do PR, actually. I don't even think it's the perfect place for every talent. Okay. Yeah, I think you, you need to, to want to join a bigger matrix organization that absolutely makes a difference out there, that has mm. the coolest topics. But it's a good, it's a big organization. You have to want it as well to be part of it and contribute to, to the topics Siemens is handling. Yeah, but I feel for myself, this is a, a top technology company, of course, uh, in the fields of transport, healthcare, infrastructure, manufacturing. So, I mean, fantastic topics that touch uh, the, the society on a daily basis. Personally, what I enjoy and what I also think is perfect for so many talents out there, that no matter what you're interested in, you will find the best experts in their field in this company. And this is continuously amazing me. Mm. And at the same time, I think Siemens employees are so humble. You can approach anyone, you can talk to anyone about all these topics. And that's fantastic. And I think that is quite unique also when it comes to the culture of the, of the company. But everyone has to choose. There's not this one perfect company, of course. We need to be that honest as well. And um, otherwise, you don't need talent acquisition, right? Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, I thought, What a humble response. I thought it's, you know, when um, I was super happy and super proud and, you know, back in the days when we launched the residency program and you just, you know, pointed in and said like, let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, how yeah. can, you know, talent acquisition support in new ideas in shaping, you know, let's get the hot talent, which is on the conversion between, you know, posting out of the master's or a bachelor's or a PhD or whatsoever. And currently trying to, you know, I orient on the job market, like, you know, which player to, you know, to join, but for potentially not, you know, signing up for a long life contract with a company because they're like, you know, I want to test out. And this is where the, the residency program, uh, you know, mm. uh, was positioned. And I was really happy to see that, you know, with all the energy and the support of you, so much kudos for that, that you enabled the very early launch on that actually. Pretty great, nice. great. Yeah. And to be honest, the other way around as well, you, you came in with such a great idea And talking about resilience, yeah, I think also you insisted on bringing this idea to life in such a positive way. And that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. Andrea, when I listen to you only for these couple of minutes that we've been talking, I can already feel that there's a lot of passion. But what makes you really so passionate about the field of HR and in particular about talent acquisition? What's behind that? What's your motivation? Yeah, yeah. Your impression is right. I am very passionate about talent acquisition, for sure. Otherwise, I would have not stayed that long in that field, uh, definitely. And um, it's difficult It's difficult to say what exactly it is, but I think it's, it's probably a mix of a few elements. So one is, I think, talent acquisition has impact. There is no business without people. And there is, you, you know, no successful business if you don't have the right people. And talent acquisition makes sure we have the right people on board so we can deliver to our customers. And that's an impact. That's a beautiful impact. Mm. And uh, to be honest, um, I, I think you, you feel it in so different ways if you have ramp-up projects, if you have new business starting, but also if we have stable business that's, that continues and we replace and with every replacement, we try to even get more skills in, into the company. So there's so much, you know, around it that's fascinating. Um, and I enjoy that very much. And with it, I also see a lot of responsibility that I enjoy as well towards the business. But then, to be honest, also somehow towards the candidates, because they also change their lives. Yeah, that's a career step is always an impact on life as well. And sometimes on families, sometimes people move, etc. So it has an impact. And I also want to uh, ideally want that candidates are successful in the roles they pursue in Siemens, of course. And lastly, I think it is actually a pretty, pretty cool time to be in HR and also in talent acquisition because there is so much change and so much transformation going on. It has become a really dynamic function and I think it will, it will be even more going forwards. So it's a good time to be in, in talent acquisition for sure. Yeah, and uh, you, you even changing the name right now. It's it's obviously not talent acquisition, but people and organization, right? Instead yes. of human resource. So I think not that's HR makes a, a bad, uh, not a bad thing now actually.
So in, in terms of, you know, you, you spoke on, on transformation, right? And we see with the merchant tech, uh, AI, twin simulation, you know, software, you know, that on, on the conversion towards a software company, on the conversion of moving from pure product play to subscription play to service play, uh, you know, that, that obviously has also an impact on what, what people we are looking for, what future colleagues to join right so how is how is the trend around ai um, you know influencing actually uh, the talent acquisition is that specific changes specific you know things that you you perceive um yes of course i mean uh, ai is a big topic for us as well um i personally see it very positive i think it's an imperative for talent acquisition as well for our function And I see many opportunities uh, associated with it, for sure. You see, I mean, initially, I think when you talked about the article in NZZ, we touched a little bit also what's what's happening around that, what, what is happening in the market and how we compete for talents in the market. And I think this competition becomes tougher, whereas Siemens is, I mean, always looking for niche talent. Yeah, in various technological fields, yeah, but e the competition becomes even tougher. So I think there is a strong requirement to develop also the roles of recruiters in talent acquisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more focus on candidate experience, more personal interaction with candidates, but also more consultative approaches towards the, uh, the hiring managers. And, you know, how, how can you make this possible with the, of course, workload we already have, with all the sometimes very transactional workflows that we mm -hmm. still and other companies as well have uh, in talent acquisition. So I think it makes a lot of sense to plug in AI-based technology, also other technology and support to free the recruiter for topics that a recruiter can do better than technology and mm -hmm. then give tasks to technology where simply technology is better than, than a human and than a recruiter. Um, and of course, along the recruiting process, there are various fields where that is possible. Can you, can you guide us a bit? Where do you see what kind of tasks, you know, applications you see? Where, oh, that's, that's pretty nice. That's pretty neat. That's pretty handsome. Maybe mm -hmm. in the daily work um, mm -hmm. that you're excited about? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, um, when, we, when we look at candidate experience, for example, I think that candidates today and we all have been somehow uh, spoiled somehow by the consumer good industry, right? We are so used to order something and then be able to always have the transparency when this package is coming to me, etc. Yeah, so it's, it's so transparent and so pleasant the way I'm, I'm dealt with as a customer. Towards candidates, I think it makes a lot of sense to enable to have a similar experience. So, for example, um, to ensure transparency, we could also have more virtual assistances mm -hmm. yeah, that guide along the process, keep in touch and, and basically speak with the, uh, with the candidate. I'm not saying we have this today, but I mm -hmm. think that's, that's mm -hmm. a technology that makes a lot of sense 
in talent acquisition um, mm-hmm. to enhance the uh, the experience for candidates. Mm-hmm. As one example, scheduling is another one. Of course, matching is is one. Yeah, where we uh, um, I could see definitely AI based supports on the basis of rich data that we we have in, in talent acquisition. But also, I mean, supports in formulating job postings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also that um, is, and that we are actually already doing, um, that we use AI-based technology to help us use a gender unbiased or gender neutral language in mm-hmm. our job postings. At least in the English job postings, we do mm-hmm. that globally. In Siemens already. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this actually brought me to another thought because how do you deal with internal talent acquisition? Because there are probably a lot of people who could maybe also um, be internally a good match to other departments, maybe, or that who want to develop in other fields. <laughs> And um, maybe this could be also an exciting AI use case that you match open positions internally. And this is also a way how people could um, develop even further. Absolutely. And to be honest, I mean, we do this today. Of course, in recruiting, we always consider internal and external candidates. So the aspect of considering internal candidates is not new, but currently you need to apply. Yeah, the internal employee, you apply for a role and then you're part of the, the recruiting process. It would be pretty cool if we can suggest uh, roles, yeah, AI-based to internal candidates. And I mean, that is also something that is being explored, as I'm mm-hmm. sure you know. Um, and I think this would be an, an, an absolute enrichment. If you look at the volumes we are handling in a company in Siemens, yeah, then I think that makes a lot of sense, whereas maybe for other small companies, That might not be necessary, but I think for a company like Siemens, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's such an exciting field. And um, you just also touched upon some chances that come up with um, the rise of AI. We have a rapid pace and digitalization, and that also means that it may free up some time so that can be spent on interviewing people, on really building relationships. Um, but there's also always that trade-off, right? Because talent acquisition is also closely linked to like people connaissance or having a large track record of experience or also the intuition. How do you see that trade-off? Um, so, I mean, I, I see it positive. Yeah, I am. But of course, there's, there's a mixed scenario that I feel around me. That's for sure. So, I mean, um, personally, and I, I mentioned some of the reasons, I think AI-based technology can be an absolute opportunity for us. And for me, it's an imperative to, to explore it further. And I mean, we already adopted as well some of the technology. So I think we are in the middle of exploring, experimenting, mm-hmm. adopting, etc. Um, so and there are a lot of, from my side, a lot of hopes and curiosity uh, connected with that. Um, I think, of course, and at the same time, it's important to also look into concerns or maybe um, challenges that or risks that could be associated with it. And I mean, there are, of course, legal data protection topics that 
experts take care of. Luckily, I don't have to get involved with that, but mm. that's of course being being looked into. Um, but I think that candidates might have in some markets and more or less have experienced AI not always positive because there are also companies out there who don't deal with technology very responsibly. So that's, I think, where we also need to look into how can we be very transparent in what's happening and, of course, make sure that a candidate, in our case, is always aware and can always, of course, give consent, etc., with whatever's happening with, with their data. And I know we in Siemens look into that very carefully, but I think that's fundamentally important, um, especially because there are also cases where this has not been so fortunate. And that has, of course, an impact because it shapes opinions overall and then easily people generalize. So that's probably something we need to to, to look into as well. Yeah, maybe in addition to that, diversity is one of the key engines of innovation. And as a company who loves innovations, right, mm -hmm. then we need to make sure uh, that also in the recruiting process, right, in the hiring process, you know, diversity is captured and recognized and maybe also embraced explicitly, right? How is this currently being done in talent acquisition? Hiring you know? for diversity is super important topic for us. It has been over the last years. Currently, a new global initiative is also being launched mm -hmm. on this topic. And diversity being, I mean, any kind of diversity, of course, that triggers a different, different perspectives, different mindsets, yeah, a diversity overall in, in Siemens and uh, overall. Um, so, I mean, you start, of course, the recruiting process with job postings. And that's, for me, a crucial point that we don't already start with a biased, you know, attraction of candidates mm. and then predetermine in, in, in some ways that we address only certain target groups and not others. So that's one thing where luckily we have support um, technology-wise uh, for English job postings. For German ones, we are currently in touch with a German startup that supports us in developing a solution for German job postings. We are currently actually piloting and it looks positive. So here we are also experimenting. Um, I think in terms of um, diversity hiring, the most important element is actually the hiring manager contribution. I think what is super important here is um, that a hiring manager really looks at the skill sets in his team and determines, and soft skills I'm talking as well, and perspectives, mm -hmm. and determines who and what personality does he actually need to, uh, um, uh, to complement his team rather mm -hmm. than hiring more of the same or mini-me's, yeah? people mm -hmm. who are more or less like the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. And the second, of course, is then to, to create an atmosphere of, of inclusion. So, I mean, we put so much effort into hiring, but what I see the very, very most important uh, part is that the hiring manager really wants it and is behind it. I see this in Siemens, luckily, and I think there has been a fundamental uh, development also over the years. Uh, 
Um, but I think that's the most important one. When we look into further technology, then, I mean, of course, the topic of bias in mm. uh, with regards to uh, to matching comes up. Yeah, especially um, the talent acquisition, right? Where systems, you know, match between, you know, job postings and people's profile, right? How do you make sure, right, that... The algorithm, does the algorithm need a, a, a diversity score or at least a, a pre-bias for that? Or is it also then positioned to the hiring manager? Or I think the decision is always with the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so final decision, always a human and always the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. But how do we support? I mean, if we look into technology now, how do we support along the way? There, I mean, to be honest, I don't have a solution. I'm not aware that there is one out there. It is it is super complex um, because, to be honest, if one recruiter or one hiring manager makes a biased decision, that's, of course, not good. But if we have a systematic biased algorithm, let's say, yeah, um, based on biased data, then, of course, that's that's a catastrophe. Yeah. So that's, of course, then a completely different different dimension. In terms of human bias, maybe just to add that, I think there's a lot of trainings happening and have happened in the company to, to raise awareness and to counteract here. Mm -hmm. Definitely in talent acquisition, our teams are trained uh, on the topic. But um, yeah, uh, for technology, I, I don't have the solution yet. M maybe you know it. I don't. <laughs> Uli, maybe you can develop something. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there who do that anyway. So yeah, let's see. Excited. But that's certainly a challenge. Yeah, for sure. So um, talent has two sides, right? Somehow it's also a multi-sided platform, I guess one would say. <laughs> the one thing is hiring, right, and getting people to join the organizations. The other one is don't get them loose, right? So people join because of the company and people leave mostly of the manager. <laughs> Isn't that? Or is it an outdated, you know, fashion? Is there something, you know, how do we make sure that we keep, you know, employees satisfied or has just the world changed? And so like, you know, also the organization need to adopt that frequently. Um, mm -hmm. I think ov overall it's, it's probably still, still true, mm -hmm. but um, I mean, we do see a bit changes in, in when I look at the candidate market out there and what the expectations are towards companies, it's, it's quite interesting because we see there's a change. Mm -hmm. So I, I think what has become now over the last two years, what has become a lot more important, mm -hmm. apart from salary, etc. Yeah, let's leave that aside. Um, <clears throat> is well-being and that a company takes care of the employees, and um, there we clearly see that candidates specifically ask and show an interest in these topics. Mm -hmm. Also, remote working mm -hmm. taken for granted now in the market, mm -hmm. yeah, and actually not even within a country, but even internationally, yeah? taken for granted almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. We haven't had these kind of 
requests. Now it's something people assume is normal. And I'm, I'm really happy that Siemens launched already as one of the first companies the concept of a new normal where we enable teams to, to work from home two to three days a week. I think that's absolutely modern and in line with what's the expectation out there in the market. So what, um, obviously COVID had, you know, the pandemic had an impact, right? And it, I guess it's also had, had, I don't know, has it changed significantly on the, on the talent acquisition side, right? Um, or was it digital anyway, right? Or what, how, how, what, what was adoption was needed? I guess also in terms of stress, if you look at it as a leader, right, uh, from, your, from your perspective, right, I guess that has impact on both sides, the, your people, your talents, <laughs> you're working with us, but also the yeah. talents you're attracting, right? Can you reflect on that? Absolutely, absolutely. As a candidates, maybe I, I pointed out a bit. Also, there's there's a difference. Maybe adding to that, we feel that candidates are more risk averse now. They don't, at least in Germany, we feel that they don't like to change jobs. It's more difficult to convince them to do so and to come to us. Um, uh, that's one thing. I think when we look at doing recruitment, we were lucky because we were digitalizing recruitment in, in the way of, you know, using technology to also for interviews, etc. before the pandemic. So it was a bit easier for us. And then with the help of our fantastic IT organization, I mean, we transferred rather smoothly. So today, I mean, we do full assessment centers fully virtual. That's a unit, actually, that's something we've done in person before that we have, have also fully uh, virtualized mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, and it's working really well. Mm -hmm. And we also get very positive candidate feedback. So that's quite amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I hear from managers, and to be honest, I also feel that way, that often you want to actually meet a candidate in the last step. They said, I mean, to hire someone and not ha really having looked into this person's eyes. Yeah, that's a bit difficult for many. And I totally relate to that as well. And then to work together as a team or to lead a team, of course, I think that's actually of all probably the biggest change. Because it demands different skills from the leader but also from employees as well definitely it's been very challenging in the past two years almost now it's mm -hmm. uh, very very crazy also the employees that start at a company and then they just start at home because there's so much more to work if you're at the workplace really and you can interact with the people and there's so much more you can learn and um, like many more opportunities that that can arise. And Absolutely. You're just at home these days. And I think, you know, each, each individual is, of course, isolated sitting at home. Yeah. So uh, um, uh, you need to be a lot more self-authored. Yeah. Make sure you get what you need. Make sure you're heard, etc. Whereas when you sit together, you know, you're also you're dragged along or pushed, etc. Now you really have to take care of yourself as well, because a leader cannot cannot do all of this. Yeah, you also have to make sure you're heard. It's not a small change, I think. 
So, Andrea, do you think that leadership has changed somehow or what is in your opinion? Because you held various leadership positions in different departments, in different countries for several years. And um, you're a very um, inspiring power woman. And what makes good leadership to you and what maybe also distinguishes management from authentic and inspiring leadership? I think when I took my on my first leadership role, um, I, I actually totally underestimated what, what, what this is. <laughs> and uh, it's not done with the training. So it's something you develop all life long, all work life long. Um, uh, and I realized also it's, it's different to lead a team in a dynamic growth region than it is in a traditional stable environment. Yeah. It's, it's also, you, you need to see where are you and, and what's the setting of the team? How is the team conditioned? And that's, I think, also super interesting. But I mean, I think what's relevant for, for every leader in my eyes or from my experience, is um, the setting of inspiring ambitions for the team and then to, to help the team be successful, yeah, to reach this ambition. And that's what I would see as leadership. Um, of course, along comes empowerment of the team and creating an environment also of trust um, uh, to be able to uh, to jointly grow and and develop as a team. No, nice one. Maybe if if we are already in the path of you know advices, if you reflect a bit, you know, back in times so on your early professional years, right? Some learnings that you gained, uh, you know, over the last years, Andrea, as a very early job, you know, professional. Uh, what what kind of advices would you give yourself, or maybe others outside at the very early, you know? journey in maybe corporates, right, or, or professional experience? Mm -hmm. If I see the next generation and uh, how accomplished the next generation is, um, I think they actually don't need advice from me. Um, but, I mean, what's, what helped me is experiment. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, everyone says that somehow, but, I mean, really during my studies, I've done so many internships and student jobs in Germany, outside of Germany, in various institutions, corporates, etc. And that helped me immensely identify what I'm interested in and what I want to do and also what motivates me. So that would be probably at least what I would like to share. I don't know if it's advice, but I would like to share what's, what's helped me. Nice. That's definitely good advice. To just travel and um, expand your horizon, and Tra uh, travel is something that Aubrey loves, right? Yeah, we need to sell, yeah, right? <laughs> to be honest, that's maybe also you know now I think with the digitalization that's pushed now during the pandemic, mm -hmm. we get the feeling we can do so many things remotely, yeah. and actually I'm amazed as well what is possible. I am I'm totally amazed and that's good. Mm. But at the same time, I would also always encourage to move and really get connected with people in other countries as mm. well, 
travel, but also to, to move and spend more time in one country yeah, to really get a feeling of what's happening here, especially if the culture is different uh, or very different to one, one's own. Yeah? Um, until you can read yeah, between lines, until you really get an understanding what's going on, it also takes a bit time. But it's a very important uh, experience because it also helps you question everything you do. You're brought up the way we do things in our home harbor, let's mm. say. Yeah? yeah, somehow stepping out of the comfort zone. And um, then after a time, I'm also realizing that now you're in the comfort zone again yeah. because you're getting used to it or you learn and grow. And um, so it makes you feel much better in the end. And it helps you in so many fields. So, Andrea, um, that was such an exciting episode. Was um, it? Yeah. I learned a lot. And thanks so much for your time. You. We know how busy you are. And so thanks so much for being here today, for being our guest. We're very grateful for that. But before we finish off, we want to play a game with you. It's called Authentic Autocomplete. It's my favorite game, but I guess it's also Uli's favorite game. True. So we hope you will like it. <laughs> um, so for the closing, I would love to give you a couple of sentence starters. And then I would like to ask you if you could finish them. Oops. Andrea, are you ready for this final challenge before it's finally time for Fire <laughs> I'm ready, Avery. <laughs> You're ready. That's great. So let's start off with an easy one. So Siemens is... Siemens is a fantastic employer with endless opportunities. Nice. Agreed. Technology with purpose is? A key priority to help our customers and from my perspective, our candidates as well. All right. Like that. Talent acquisition in five years will be? More strategic, more consultative and fundamentally important. True. The best advice I was ever given was? That was from my former manager who said, Andrea, if you trust yourself, you can do anything. That's beautiful. And last but not least, if I could change one thing in the world immediately, it would be? That we all work more towards world peace. That's an ambition. We we don't give up. Andrea, thanks so much for, you know, spending the time with us and being so open and sharing and, and empathic, actually supportive as well. And, um, you know, having this conversation with us on, on the impact of technology and the hiring, what's talent and the entire ecosystem. So thanks so much for being guest in our show. I think you too. Has been fun. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and folks out there, stay tuned. There is a lot about to come. Stay bold, committed, and open-minded. And we're here at the next Siemens AI podcast. Cheers.